Welcome to God Mom the Podcast, a podcast seeking to spread God's word through relationships, experiences, and testimonies. I'm your host, Maya Holloman, daughter, sister, student, friend, mom, teacher, leader, and God Mom. Thank you for joining me, and I hope you join us again. That this is nothing to do with you. It's personal, myself and I. We got some straightening now to do. And I'm gonna miss you like a child misses their blanket. Cause I got to get a move on with my life. Yeah, it's time to be a big girl now. Hey, but this big girl, she do cry. And that's what this episode is about. This episode is very dear to me because I am a living witness of the positive and negative effects of just letting it out or not letting it get out. Um, so I love how God gives us the permission to have emotions. He shows us through his word where people were crying, angry, sad, mad, whatever the case may be. And just in this episode, I just want to touch on Jesus even experiencing those moments and the things that he was facing that we also still face today. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. If you like what you're hearing in this episode, please rate this podcast with five stars and subscribe. Episodes are going to now be released on every Sunday in the week because you guys, school week, I need a break on Saturday. And so it kind of take me a little while to get the editing done. But episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Anchor. If there is something that grabs your attention, a comment you'd like to make, or a question that you have for me, please follow the podcast on Instagram at podcast at Godmom the Podcast and leave us a DM, comment on a post, whatever the case may be. If you're listening on Anchor, you can leave a voice message to get a chance to have your voice and your comment featured on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining, and let's get ready for the rest of this episode. It's time for an honest moment, honest moment, honest moment. A moment in time where I share a struggle that I have because don't we all? Today, my honest moment is that I have been struggling mentally. Because <laughs> I've been getting the stuff done, but I've been struggling to get it done. It's been taking me so much time to just do stuff that should take me minutes or maybe an hour tops. It's been taking me hours to do, but I just haven't had the motivation. Um, and I know that it's due to like other things that I have caused, but I have not been working out. Just lost the motivation to do that. My house is not in order. You guys, if you are moving, please organize before, pack before, <laughs> like give yourself some time, um, organize your things before you move, hang up them clothes and just transform them over all together. So you just put them in the closet when you get to your new place. Just that is my help to you guys. When you are struggling, please tell a friend because that is what has gotten me through the past two, three weeks. Talking to the people that really care about me and I don't even have to talk about myself. What they have been doing is just consistently 
doing what we do we just talk about god and just reminding me of who god is and what he say what he says he'll do so um i recently just realized that some like i sometimes come off as like i don't be struggling but i really do just go to specific people and just be like please I am really struggling with this and I don't know what to do next. Can you please pray with me? And I'm not just saying I'm struggling. Like I'm telling them specifically what's causing my like mental break. Like help me. (laughs) So please talk to somebody. Get you a really close friend. If you don't feel like you have good friends or a family member that you can talk to, please find a therapist. If you get to a church, there are counselors there nine times out of 10. If you are in the Dallas Irving area, at Embassy City, there are counselors there. Look into your areas. There is somewhere that we can get you some help. Please, you can reach out to me. I will do my best to get you some help because we just need to talk about the things that we're going through so that we can get through it. I didn't want to keep standing in that space where I was struggling mentally for months and years because I just would not talk about it. So, And I've learned that over time that the more I talk about things, the quicker I am to just be able to leap that hurdle i'm I, it's, i'm quicker to get over it because i have talked about it i've had people encourage me lifting me up praying on my behalf and i am just grateful for this so thank you for listening and check out the rest of the episode The Agape Watch Company brand is built on the definition of its name which means unconditional love There's an adage that states, show me how a person spends their time and money, and I'll show you what they love. The Agape Watch Company not only sells watches for both men and women that are fashionable and comfortable, Agape also understands that spending time with what you care about most in life allows you to show up and show love. You can support Agape Watch by going over to their Instagram at watchagape or their website at watchagape.com. You can find the link in the description box below. Now check out the rest of the episode. Now grab your pen and paper or slide into your notes. It's time to start this episode. Jesus cried and you can too. That's how he's starting this today. Crying. I have been crying so much the past few weeks. And... Um, as you know, last week I took a week off and I just have been taking some time to just feel my emotions, you guys. <laughs> um, so I just really want to talk about crying and because I started to look up like the benefits of crying and things of that nature and I realized how important it was and I just knew that this was information that I needed to share. So um, as I was growing up, if I'm being honest, I heard about Jesus wept um, from people praying before they ate. So, like, they say, grace says Jesus wept. And Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the Bible, John eleven thirty-five. Um, And so before I got to know the story for myself, I actually assumed that Jesus was crying over something that had to do with food because people said it before praying. But um, I later learned <laughs> that it was related to Lazarus. And so I 
want to go ahead and tell you a little bit about Lazarus's story and why Jesus was crying on his day. So, um, Jesus was crying because his friend died, and he was actually also crying because he noticed that his friends were hurting in the situation. So, Lazarus was Jesus' friend, and Lazarus had two sisters, Martha and Mary, and if you are like me or if you have been in church for some time, you know about Mary and Martha. Um, Mary is the one who, one of Jesus' friends who would wash his feet and pour the expensive oils on him to anoint him. And Martha was the one who would um, consistently like clean up and make sure Jesus ate and things of that nature. So when I thought about them, I thought of Mary, I mean, yeah, Mary being the friend of Jesus whose love language was physical touch or quality time because she really wanted to spend time with Jesus. And Martha's uh, love language was probably acts of service because of the way that she always was serving Jesus. Like, even in the Bible, if you know uh, the story of Martha, I mean, of Jesus, like, before he uh, went to the cross, uh, Martha went to Jesus and was like, Mary and chilling Jesus and I'm here cooking, I'm doing all this work. What's up? And Jesus had the conversation and was like, spend time with me, just putting that emphasis that we need to spend time with Jesus. But um, Martha was probably a friend who had a love language or acts of service. And so she was one who was consistently working for Jesus. And at this point, Jesus, uh, Martha and Mary had sent the message to Jesus to tell Jesus that Lazarus was dying and just took four days to go back home to check on Lazarus. And by the time he made it there, Lazarus was dead. Martha met Jesus and was like, Jesus, why would you not come on time? Like, you was not that far. It took you four days to get here. At that time, four days meant, like, they don't have the funeral at this point. Um, so she like, I know you got my message. Why didn't you come? And we get that way. Like, God, I know you hear me. I'm praying. I'm asking. Um, I know you hear me. Why didn't you respond to me, God? Why didn't you save me? Why didn't you save him? Is what Martha was saying. Um, but also, if you read in the Bible, which, you know, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it every episode, please read the Bible for yourself. So please read John chapter 11 because it goes into... Um, this was about to be Jesus' seventh miracle, so it has talked about um, where Jesus was coming from in chapter 11. And um, so if you go to verse ooh, 17 through 20... Nope, 17 through 33, you, hear the, you can read the story of... What Martha said to Jesus in that time. But in verse 22 of chapter 11, she says, Yet even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So even though Martha was upset because she had lost somebody, um, she ran to Jesus and was like, I know that even though you were late, I know that you will make, like, when you talk to God, 
you're going to make this happen. I know who you are. I know that you are not only a man, but you are also God. And so um, she, she telling Jesus, like she goes to Jesus. So what really spoke to me when I was reading this part was how in grief, the way Martha usually like gave love changed. She normally was the person who was trying to do, do, do for people. But in this moment, she ran to Jesus like, I need to be in your presence. Help me. And so also remembering, like, we naturally have been experiencing so much loss. And grief is just the way that we respond. It's any type of loss, loss, a substantial loss. We've lost jobs. We've lost people. We've lost, like, ourselves in a sense because we are having to change who we are. So, um when you are in grief, just realizing that sometimes you're going to need a differently, just like Martha needed Jesus in a different way. But um, Mary also, and to also say that um, Martha changed the way that she responded, but Mary did not. So like, yes, you may, some people may change in grief and you may notice that they're not talking to you the same way, they're not treating you the same way. And you just don't really know how to respond to that, but just realizing that people, when they're going through loss, they respond differently. So Mary responded in the same way. And maybe you're going through and you're trying to figure out, like, why is my friend acting like this? But I done went through loss, too, and I didn't act that way. And conviction, because me, I've been that person where I've lost... I lost two cousins during this um, past two years, and I was just wondering why people or how people were grieving the way they were grieving, but I did not grieve in the same way. But just realizing that people grieve in different ways. But Mary was still in herself. She was, but it intensified her. She ran to Jesus. She fell to his feet, and she just cried. And it was right here in this moment where Jesus, who is 100% man, which means that he is human and he has emotions just like you and I, and Jesus, who is 100% God, who is all-powerful, all-wonderful, the creator of every single thing on earth, cried because he felt her emotions. He he could see, my friend is hurting, and Jesus, Jesus cried, and Jesus was a man, and Jesus cried, and I just wanted to now to let us know why it's okay to cry because I've noticed or even in my experience um, just not wanting to cry. For a long time, I hated crying. Like, I'm a cry baby. Like, I cry a lot, but I hated crying. When I cry, I got mad, like, fist mad. Why are you crying? Like, this was me talking to myself. And so reading the benefits of crying um, as I was studying and preparing for this podcast really just blew my mind. It has been blowing my mind as I have been, like, taking notes over it and reading it. And so I'm going to share it with you. So why should we cry? The benefits of crying, the first one, um, and to me one of the most important benefits of crying is that it detoxifies your body. Um, there are three different types of tears, reflex tears, continuous tears, and emotional tears. Um, reflex tears just clear debris so they get trash out the way. Of course, like dirt, 
um, scatter pieces of waste, things, you know, when somebody throws something out the window, it come in your eye a little bit. Um, tears help clear that thing. Continuous tears, you know, just crying over and over again. Um, like people, when they get, people with allergies, you can notice that their eyes water often. It is to help lubricate their eyes and protect them from infection because at that time, nine times out of ten, their um, eyes are responding to an allergen that they may have or something of that nature. But continuous tears are 98% water. And then there are emotional tears. And emotional tears have the most health benefits um, because they contain stress hormones and other stress toxins. Um, and so when you cry, you release stress toxins. Um, and what really blew my mind, the revelation that I got when I was reading this was what stress toxins can cause in your body. So there are nine things um, that happen due to stress toxins or the cause and effect of stress toxins. The first one is it has a negative effect on your learning, your memory, and your emotions. So when you are holding in your tears and allowing those stress toxins to stay in your body, you are causing a negative effect on the way that you learn, the way that you remember things, your childhood, your um, me, for example, like my memory is bad, but I also realized how much I allow stress or over years that when I was getting mad at myself for crying or trying so hard to stop crying that I was affecting my memory or and my emotions altogether, like how I respond to my emotions because I was trying to stop myself crying from crying. So um, that's the first one. The second one is an increased vulnerability vulnerability to addiction. So when you are holding in tears, you increase the exposure for yourself to be attacked by being addicted to something, whether it be sex or drugs or alcohol or attention, whatever the case may be. One of those reasons that you may be experiencing or have exposed yourself to the addiction could be because you are stopping yourself from crying or somebody has told you that it's not okay to cry. The third thing could be overreacting um, or hypersensitivity to a possible threat. So this just meaning that you misread threats. You are on a constant state of high alert. You feel like you misinterpret when people are saying things because they may be saying it one way and and you take it it to an, an extreme. People may quote unquote call you extra in the way that you perceive when people are saying things. It made me think of the high amount of people who carry guns because we are stressed about um things that are happening to us in the black community. Um just being afraid of the police, being afraid of, you know, what may or may not happen, but keeping those things in and not being able to talk about it because, you know, you may be seen as weak or soft or saying that it hurts to see someone hurt in that situation. So now you are on high alert. You feel like anytime that the police behind you, you got to be afraid, you're scared. And so, like, we misread a threat. Their police might be wanting to tell you that your light out and just want you to be safe because you don't want, he don't want you to be breaking and somebody thinking you putting on your turning signal. So just 
remembering that um remembering that holding in tears can also just make you be like on high alert. Um, number four, it can increase your stress response to adults. You have more for adults, so you have more problems. Um, traffic and or argument and disappointments are increased in your life because you are stressed. You are holding things in. You are not letting it out. Your stress toxins are taking over. They are stopping um, parts of your brain to connect um, and just the hormones where um the hormones that cause you to be happy are being stopped by your stress um number 5 is changes in the dna and this is the one that really blew my mind because changes in the dna that persist through generations and so you being stressed can mess can alter your dna so when you have children your children are experiencing the effects of you being stressed, and their children will experience the effects of you being stressed, and their children, and their children, if you do not um, address those facts. So teaching our children to not cry because it is a sign of being quote-unquote soft, or telling them to be quiet when they are crying, or calling them a crybaby, because I struggle with that. Man, me and my child have had to have that conversation because my baby do cry a lot. But she told me, like, I don't like it when you call me a crybaby. And, like, I stopped doing that. And I was doing it because my, just to let her know that she cry a lot. But I do ask my child often, like, why are you crying? Are you crying because you're sad? Are you crying because you're frustrated? Are you crying because you're mad? Why are you crying so we can figure out a solution to this situation? And so I feel like that is me doing what I can to have reverse effects for what the stress toxins have done in my life through generations and generations of stress because like all of our families have, if you are of the African-American culture, your families have experienced stress if they were um, slaves. There was an immense amount of stress that they were under that has been passed down over and over throughout the years. And then when we are on top of that, so do not cry, we can't release those stress toxins. We end up in this place where we, all the things that I have listed are already increasing the vulnerability to addiction, the hypersensitivity, the increased um, stress. You quickly disappointed, you argue a lot. When you're in traffic, you irritated, you um, get stressed quickly. And then the other ones that'll come after, you are exposing your children to that quickly. Um, number six is a greater vulnerability to mental illness. And again, vulnerability is just um, exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either physically or emotionally. So when you are holding in your tears and allowing those stress toxins to um, manifest inside of you and you're not letting them out, you put yourself in a greater space for mental illness, depression, anxiety, things of that nature because you are not crying. Like literally one of those reasons could be just because you are just holding in your tears. It is okay to cry. Jesus cried too. Um, 
That also can come from a learned helplessness, which I feel like our community, the black community, has also developed, um, the black and brown community, actually, where we feel like or, or we have been told that we can do nothing about a mental illness, uh, mainly because we have been told, like, just pray about it when God help has indeed put people on earth to help us be able to talk about those things. And so when we feel like um, there's nothing that we can do about our depression or our anxiety but pray, uh, we get into this place where we are passing down mental illness over and over and over again. Your mama was stressed and depressed, and now you're stressed and depressed. Her grandmother was stressed and depressed, and it's just being passed down. Um, number seven is um, a greater vulnerability to physical illness. So not only can it um, keep it in tears, affect you mentally, but also physically where you... Um, where stress hormones interfere with, the toxins interfere with the functioning of your immune system. So now you have arthritis, you have increased allergies, you have asthma, and you didn't have it. And I think about myself because I used to always be happy because my family have has really high sinus and allergy problems, but I did not have those issues. And then around 25, 26... Um, I just started having like really bad sinus headaches and then sinus infection after sinus infection after sinus infection. So reading this, I was like, wow. In that time, I was also working a high stress job. Things was just not making sense. Um, my communication with my bosses was not working. Like I just was under high stress and I was not releasing it. That was also the time where I was really in the space of just not crying. I was dealing with things um, in my personal life and in my work life and I was just holding it all in. And now I got sinus problems, y'all. So like it can also affect you affect you physically when you are not releasing those stress toxins or releasing those tears, emotional tears, just saying like this hurts. I need to cry. Um, number eight, got one more, y'all, after number eight. But number eight, migraines and chronic pain conditions. When you are not crying, you can cause yourself to have migraines or any chronic pain problem. Um, what a great revelation. I love Google and I love the Internet and I love scientists who do this research and then create um, <laughs> um articles for us to read, but it says stress, toxic stress from physical abuse can be associated to endometriosis, endometriosis, which is a, um, a, um, disease, I'm sorry, endometriosis is a disease that women, uh, can experience and it causes severe pain and, um, may, affect fertility and things of that nature in women and it can be caused by stress from physical abuse and then holding those things in so these stress toxins are causing physical problems disease in your body it also said physical neglect so not just the abuse like physical abuse where you are um, maybe touched or hurt, harmed, hit, whatever that case may be, but also neglect, not being taken care of physically, 
was linked to women having fibroids and they just, oh my God, blew my mind because I was not taken care of, because my physical needs were not taken care of and I held those in, because I did not cry, because I did not let out these stress toxins and express my emotions healthy um, in a healthy way. It may have led to a, the physical problem of fibroids, which I know people who have experienced that and it is painful and when they when 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 they are because my friends have been um or the people that I know have been blessed enough to have caught those situations and be um have them removed, they experience so much uh, relief after and just things are they are able to experience things that may they may not have been able to experience while those fibroids were in the body. So when we release those stress toxins from our body. We also may be releasing ourselves from that vulnerability of being our body physically being affected like by holding in our tears. Lastly, um in that detoxing fine of the body, just letting go of those stress toxins when we cry is um it could also compromise your immune system. Um, so stress, um, the stress hormone is called cortisol. I believe that's how you say it. It's C-O-R-T-I-S-O-L if you would like to look it up. But it is released when you are stressed. It can be very quick, but it can also cause a delay in the way that you react. This can be a minute, hour delay, but it can also be day relay, I mean delay to the way that you would normally respond due to stress. It shuts down the capacity for your immune system, um, your immune cells to respond to foreign invaders. So this makes you easily sick. So being stressed can cause you to get sick easily. And oh my goodness, how many of us have been at work and stressing over and over and over and over again? And then you realize that you are experiencing chest pain and you're coughing a lot. And like I just told you guys, my sinuses and sinus affections, because your immune system is being affected by the amount of stress that you are holding on to and things of that nature. So um, that's just one part. Okay, so I'm going to quickly go through the other six benefits of crying. Um, number two is it helps self-soothe when you cry. It make you feel better. Like, how many times have you cried? And after you was like, whew, I feel better after that. Number three, it dulls pain. Dulls means that it um, makes you lack um, vividness, which is an intense, deep, strong feeling. It makes that strong feeling of pain a little less, you know, when you cry. And also, number four, improves your mood. You can take a deep breath, uh, cool air. When you take a deep breath, cool air lowers your brain temperature. So when you are crying and you, you know, you cry, we do, we get to doing that a lot. And that is letting cool air in and it is lowering our, lowering our temperature. We are able to breathe and it is improving our mood slowly but surely when we are able to cry and take those deep breaths. So also remembering, take deep breaths, guys. Number five, it rallies support. It lets you know that you need help. And when you are crying, it lets you know I 
if if you notice that you're not crying because you're happy, because we do definitely have happy tears, but if you're crying and you realize that it's due to another situation, maybe you're sad or you're angry, it lets you know that you may need help. Maybe you need to express yourself in a different way. You're realizing that you're getting frustrated because you're not able to say what's going on. You need help in that situation. You're sad because um, somebody's not understanding you, so you, it, you, the tears are letting you know, I need help. Number six, it helps you recover from grief when you are crying. Uh, we saw all the things that um, holding in tears can cause, mental illness, physical illness. Um, it can also help you recover from grief um, when you are hurting, when you, are, when you have lost something or somebody or um, a job or whatever the case may be. When you cry about it, um, sometimes you might need to keep crying because it is helping you get over that situation. Number seven, restores emotional balance, and it gets you back to equilibrium. It Because you are releasing the stress toxins from your body, you are also releasing oxytocin, which um, is a happy feeling. It is giving you energy. You are um, changing your mood, like we said earlier. You are... Honestly, at this point, now that we know what emotional tears benefit, we know that when we are releasing our stress toxins, we are also, when we cry, we are helping our future generations. And so just remembering, um, we should cry because Jesus can relate to us crying. Um, Jesus cried. He know He knows what it feels like to lose somebody. He knows what it feels like to to lose your people because he felt like also at this time, like he, he is also God. He had put us on earth to experience this great utopia when he gave us Eden, uh, the garden of Eden and sin had taken over his people. And he felt like they were lost and he wanted them to be found. And, um, Jesus was able to come to earth and experience that loss, that grief and, Losing his friend was that place where he was able to like show, I am also human. I also am able to relate to you. I have been on earth. I have been tempted by the devil. Um, people keep tempting me. They hating on me. I am also the creator, and they just they want to hurt me. We we he he knows what it feels like. And so number one, like I said, we should cry because Jesus can relate to me. Number two, because it affects me. It affects me physically, emotionally, mentally. And when I when I am crying, I am not only helping myself, but when I am I mean I am helping myself. But when I don't cry, I am hurting myself, um, and it affects others because, as I said, when you hold in, cry. When you don't cry, when you don't let out your emotions, you are keeping those stress toxins in. And um, it can affect your DNA that can be passed on to your children and their children and their children. So just remembering, tell your friends, tell your cousins, your sister, your brother, your auntie, it is okay to cry. We want to like release the shackles. We talk about a lot like breaking generational curses. It starts with some tears, boo-boo. Let some stuff go. Let some things out. Like... I had to text and apologize to somebody I care about because I know that I used to make them feel like when they cried, they were soft. Like, you soft. And I used to feel that way. Like, 
I felt like I was soft because when people would raise their voice at me, I would cry. When they would say things that I didn't like, I would cry. And it would be like, stop crying. I would get in trouble and it would be, stop crying. And it hurts. Like, and then you don't want to cry because then people talking about you, they making you feel bad for crying. And I just had to apologize for like making them feel like they could not say, this hurts. This makes me angry because. And just letting people feel like it's okay. If you have boys, if you are a mother or father, if you have boys, please let your children cry. Please let your sons cry, especially because as I was reading this and I was thinking about like that hypersensitivity that um, you can experience from holding in stress or having stress toxins inside of your body, um, I thought about our black males who are consistently like killing and harming themselves or the high increase in suicide because people are just overreacting to a situation because they were not able to react. They were not able to say, this hurt my feelings. This They were not able to say, I am sad because I am happy because. So just getting into a place to remember that, you guys, it's okay to cry. I really hope that this is beneficial to you. I really hope that you are able to see that it is okay to cry. You can cry in the shower. You can cry in the car. You can cry wherever you are and you get it out and you keep it pushing and you talk to other people about it because um, Jesus wants to hear about that. Like Jesus wants to hear us talk about all. I've talked about Job where Job was talking to God. I've talked about the many situations in the Bible and there are many situations in the Bible if you would like to read it. Or maybe you've encountered a space where you know that you could talk to Jesus. Um, So just making sure that you are talking to Jesus. Um, He wants to hear you. He wants to know why you are crying. He wants to hear when you are sad, you are mad. Get you some friends. Get you a therapist. Betterhelp.com if you like just a really busy person like me and you can't really like drive to get to somebody you can do phone calls text messages if you are not a texter please do not make the crazy decision to text your therapist like i did in the beginning call them my church embassy city has been talking about therapy and peace of mind they have um posted the mini if you are in the irving dallas area posted mini um resources of where you can find a therapist. Go online. Um, Therapyforblackgirls.com has so many places where you can find a therapist. Talk to somebody. Get those things out of you so that you are able to live a happy life. The Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing. And reading this, it really, I see why God tells us that. Like He really is just trying to give us ways to live a happy, healthier life, because if we are not being anxious, if we are not stressing, we are allowing ourselves to be physically healthier, mentally healthier, and I just think that that's important in raising our children and being better better for ourselves. Um, Again, thank you for listening, and catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the episode and getting to this point. If you don't take anything else from this episode, please, please, please let it out. 
I cannot stress to you enough, even if you have to do it in the own comfort of your home before you are comfortable enough to tell somebody else, please cry. Please relate this message to a friend, a cousin, a brother, a uncle, a grandfather, a father. Please let these men know, let your friends know, let the ladies know, anybody in your life that it is okay to cry. You are saving your own life if you do so. It takes a village is a quote that I take quite literally. I have seen the positive impact of good people around me, and I believe that this world would be a better place if we make the conscious and intentional decision to be a better person, to love ourselves more, to take care of ourselves just a little bit more. We need more God moms and God dads to make this village a strong one. So please join the God mom community by subscribing to the podcast, sharing this episode, or following us on Instagram at God mom the podcast. It was great talking to you all. Peace up, A Town Now. Pew, 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 pew.